and welcome to Backpack Chit Chat, the podcast where teachers and moms can link arms and create the best educational experience for our students. I'm Penny. And I'm Samantha. We are Christian school teachers and moms with a passion for education. Join us as we unpack what it means to be successful in the classroom and at home. Welcome to episode number 10 of Backpack Chit Chat. Penny, what are we unpacking today? Today is a doozy. (laughs) We are unpacking tackling, tattling, and teenage drama. Yeah, buddy. (laughs) I don't have a teenager in my home yet, but I have to handle the preteen and some teens in my class every day. And I mean, I'm excited to talk about it (laughs) just because... It is what it is. You know, everybody's got to handle it at some point in time. Well, when I was, you know, doing some research about this and thinking about the years teaching and what I wanted to say, I, it came to mind the funniest thing about tattling. I think this is one of the funniest things. Um, Throughout the years, I will have, and even this, this year, I will have somebody run up to me and tell me that so-and-so is going to come and, and tell on me about this, this, and they're going to tattle on me, and I'll just look at them. I'll be like, do you realize that you're tattling on them tattling? <laughs> <laughs> and they just look at me, and I just think that's the funniest thing because right there it kind of shows me that they really don't understand what tattling is. Right. So they that's kind of what we want to tackle. Yeah. Well, what's your experience with, I mean, it's yeah, always been first grade, right? I've always done first grade. And this would go for even families that have kids about the same age or around Mm -hmm. the same age, um, as well as probably, I'm sure there's tattling in many different ages, but first grade is huge with tattling. Mm -hmm. And every year it starts out as a big issue, and I feel like if you don't tackle it in the beginning, you're going to be dealing with it all year long, mm-hmm. like intensely. Right. So I believe that you can't really knock it out totally. Mm-hmm. That's just the and nature of you, kids. What would you say, like, I, my student, my mentor teacher told me when I was student teaching that kids in first grade, you can't ask them to ask you questions because they don't understand how to do that yet they can only relate and tell stories and things oh, like yes, that like because you'll say raise your hand if you have a question they'll raise your hand I have a question and then they'll, they'll tell, tell you, you a story, story. <laughs> they don't have that capacity yeah. yet and I don't know when that develops but if you're experiencing well they never ask questions or they never tell me they need help they're not there yet mentally right. they are not quite there so and I, I think tattling like is like kind of self like they're they're self-centered not because they're bad kids they're self-centered because that's how they are mentally, like they can't think outside of themselves It's all about them at that age. Mm -hmm. And you also don't want to lead them into telling you what you think happened because a lot of kids will do that. They won't think of what to say until you say, did did so-and-so do this? Then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, maybe they did. And it's not (laughs) even the truth. It's not even true. But um, I do think a few things can help. Number one, I feel like you just need to get to know your students. Mm -hmm. You will get to know very quickly who is very dramatic Mm -hmm. and overplays things. Mm -hmm. You'll also get to know who the tattlers are or who the ones are that 
should be telling you something but aren't because they're afraid to. So you do need to get to know your students. Mm -hmm. And I think very quickly you can do that. Once you get to know your students, you can kind of analyze each situation right. um, as, it, as it comes. Um, you have to also know when to step aside. Now, when I was younger, which was a long time ago, we were not always around adults. My mom was like, go outside and play. Don't come back until you're hungry or till the street lights come on. Right. And we were just out. So when things happened, we had to deal with it. Right. You know, if my friend stuck their tongue out or said something mean or, or told me they didn't like my drawing or whatever. Right. There was yeah. Get involved. I, yeah, nobody was involved. We took care of it. And so I just think, and it's not, I'm not even blaming this totally on parents because in the day and age we are, kids do not have that freedom any longer right. to be free because right. there's so many wackos in this <laughs> That's world. That's the truth. I mean, I'm not saying there was not wackos before, but as... Right. You know, the world is coming to an end. There's a lot more wackos. But as far as the classroom goes, anytime my kids come home mm -hmm. and they're like, um, Johnny hit me today, I'm like, okay, what'd you do? <laughs> what'd you do yes, about it? Um, <laughs> not not saying that, you know, hit Johnny back. That's not my first no. reaction. I'm I'm wondering what did you do to entice that <laughs> kid to hit you? Or, you know, did you go uh tattle? You know, mm -hmm. did you say something to the teacher? Um that's my first reaction, but when it comes to that kind of tattling, I feel like obviously that's necessary. But it, yeah. unless the kid's not hurt, if the kid's not hurt, just let them be kids. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that they should hit each other. No, no. But what I'm saying is that they should be self-aware enough to know that that didn't hurt me. I you agree. Know? And I, in the very beginning of every year, talk about tattling versus telling. Mm -hmm. And these are basically the things that I say. Um, does it concern you? If it does not concern you, then stay out of it. Mm -hmm. It don't come and tell me that so and so, you know, uh, pushed so and so when that person didn't even think anything of it and it wasn't right. a big deal. And sometimes when you're running, they're running and they want to yeah. get away or they're just playing. They're yes, they're shoving, yes. but they're not doing it maliciously. No. And I always say that person needs to come tell me. That's the first thing. The second thing is, is someone hurt? Are you hurt or is someone hurt? Obviously, if somebody is falling on the ground, screaming, crying, or they're bleeding or right. something, yes, come and tell me. That is not tattling. That right. is taking care of I it. heard a saying one time that said, um, "If you are you telling me this to get someone out of trouble or get them into trouble? Yes, that is a good point. That, and that really takes away a lot of the tattling because if you're telling me this to get them into trouble, you're not being a very good friend. No, But if you're telling all. me this to get them out of trouble and to help them in mm -hmm. some way, then you're being a good friend. That, and, and that is good because I think sometimes they need that. They need that information. Right. It's you know, your, it's your uh, what is it, vernacular? Like how they process you have to use specific, <laughs> like specific yes. vocabulary when speaking to them. And that is one of the other things that I do is I tell them that these, this is what I want them to do before they come to me. Aside from, you know, somebody hit me. I'm talking about besides that. First, if, if somebody's annoying them, mm -hmm. ask them politely to stop. Could mm -hmm. you please stop tapping your pencil? Or could you please stop singing that song? And then if they don't, 
and you are able to remove yourself and if you're on the playground go play with someone else do that if a third if they're still like following you around and annoying you and you've done those two things then I say that's not tattling anymore they have pushed their limits come and tell me right so and the last thing is if they are ruining property you oh, know yeah. if you see somebody writing on something or yeah. you know breaking something that's not tattling right come tell me for sure and then in middle school we have the opposite problem because if you if you're a if you tell you're out of the loop I mean if yes. you tell you're trying to get kids to tell things that they see because a lot of times they won't. They won't. They They're like keep it like lunder lock and key. They so have each like, other's back. <laughs> yes. I feel like, and even if they don't, they're too afraid of the social yeah. problems that may arise because of being, I think they call it a narc. I don't know yeah, what they're, that's what they I don't used know, to call it. I don't know what they call it these days, but somebody that, you know, tells something that they know but you're being the one I remember that in middle school mm -hmm. and high school absolutely knowing what was going on but not saying anything because if you did they literally would come after you and I mean just mean and hateful on a serious note I think that that is part of the problem with the school shootings that go on mm -hmm. that kids it will come out after mm -hmm. that kids knew that this person was saying this or acting like this or threatening this but they don't come forward because of that the social problems right. but it's no longer okay you're gonna get beat up after school it's like okay you're gonna right. there's like major consequences now right and in ours so for us uh, here mine's not so much like physical for sure um, but it is more verbal like they'll say something to you later or they'll tell other people not to talk to you and and just for the listeners like this is typical behavior for oh, yeah. teenagers this isn't something that oh, that's so terrible, they're a Christian school. They're still kids. Mm -hmm. We're still training them to become a proper adults. So we're just trying to manage and do that the best we can. And, and the best way true. we can do it is for parents to have our backs. Yes, you know? that is, that's one thing that I thought about is, is communication uh, without offense, I guess. I don't right. know if that's the right way to say it, but when you, your child comes home and tells you something, just like when you're home and maybe something happens to your child, they fall or, you know, their little sister bites them or whatever. Right. That doesn't mean that you were the most awful parent because you did not notice that things go unseen. Right. Um, that's the same at school. Mm -hmm. You know, teachers are doing their best. You know, we have multiple children and sometimes we genuinely... Well, if things are going on, I'm not even going to say sometimes. We genuinely don't know that the situation is happening if the child does not tell us, if, if it's if it's not a tattle. Right, and then sometimes I've even heard, well, where was the teacher? I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> we have, however, other many students mm -hmm. that were watching were literally putting out fires everywhere. Like they were putting out this fire, putting out this fire. Sorry, I did not happen to see that fire. Or maybe I did and mm -hmm. I handled it and your kid is still upset about it. Right. You know, and that they have to realize like the teacher took care of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I appreciate them voicing their concern. Absolutely. Um, because that is how teachers and parents work together. Right. I would much rather them voice their uh, concern to me rather than go to someone over me and say, well, this happened at school. And then my administrator's like, what in the world? Like, what are you doing? Or <laughs> their child. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, well, if 
they would have talked to me. I could have told them yeah. this and this, and it was taken care of this way. But that happens yeah. so much more often than not. And like you had a really small situation, and now it's actually gotten bigger because you chose to go over me, right? And instead of come to me, I've had kids come to me and say, "Nobody will play with me," and you know. That's not the truth. I'll be watching, or they'll go home and say, you know, nobody will play with me. And I'll be watching, and the situation will be that they don't want to play what the other kids are right. playing, mm -hmm. and so they get mad and go off by themselves. So there's just different things that kids tattle on and then go home and over-dramatize, right. and it becomes bigger. So I just think that that open communication and knowing that parents are doing their best and teachers mm -hmm. are doing their best and, you know, if something is considered a tattle, um, for the, the parent and the teacher not to over-dramatize it. And That's the truth. I will say, in the beginning of the year, I do, I'm very sensitive to this. and I don't want anyone to feel like they can't come to tell mm -hmm. me something. Right. So I listen to what they say, and in that situation, I will let them know, okay, um, that would be considered a tattle right versus you know something very important to tell me mm -hmm. and I know everybody has probably heard of these different things like um, writing out your tattle and putting it in a box well first grade they would be interrupting me to ask me how to spell something right. so that doesn't that work for me truth. or those little tattle bugs that are so adorable that's just too much for me to keep up with. That's, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, so, I don't know. How like we talked before about uh, classroom management, mm -hmm. make sure it's some you set the expectation that you can keep up with. Right. Um, in general, I want to decrease the attention put on that. Mm -hmm. So, take care of it quietly, quickly. Give give them a consequence. Listen, we're going to the playground. If you you need to think long and hard before you come and tell me something. If it's a tattle, we're all going in. And I'm telling you, that like pretty much that takes, takes care, care of it. Takes care of it. What wow. about in middle school? <laughs> well, in middle school, so I'm still only second year, and I have to be honest. The first year of middle school, it's more, it's more, it is more dramatized yeah. for sure. And they are going through trying to find themselves. They're not babies anymore. Mm -hmm. They're trying to be more like high schoolers, but they're not high schoolers. It's an awkward age. It's an awkward, really tough age. And if I could just tell every parent that has a child going into middle school, you're going to get through it. Your kid's going to get through it. It's It might be difficult, but it might not be difficult. Mm -hmm. You are their parent. Try to remember at the end of the day to make that space and that time for them because they are getting to that age where they're trying to distance themselves from you, their their peers matter more than their parents mm -hmm. occasionally, and it hurts. It doesn't yeah. feel good. I've I struggle. My son's only in fifth grade, but he's still enjoying peers more than me a little bit, and I it hurts. <laughs> it continues on through high school. I do have boys though, and I do feel like um, from my experience, the boys they're just more physical and more domineering. They want to be mm -hmm. the most dominant in the class. They want to be um, the ringleader of the class. I do feel like God gave them a leading nature for that reason, so they try to lead, um, but that might not always be a good quality leader. Does that make sense? And do you find that boys can have an issue 
and like within you know a few hours they're over it whereas girls it's going to carry on for like you know it's the rest so of the year. funny that you say that because the boys are done but the moms are not that and that's true. a big issue like if your boy is over it stop bringing it up don't bring it up like there's no point now unless of course this is a physical problem. Oh, that yeah. We are hurt. talking kind of a more of oh, a yeah. small situation. A small situation. Um, Johnny in the hallway pushed, I don't know, Smith. <laughs> 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 Not to have specific names, but they're over it. They mm-hmm. got over it. They did their pushing and shoving. We dealt with it as uh, the teachers, unless, of course, you brought it up to us. And then um, it's we're moving on. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to continue to dwell on something that has been taken care of unless it keeps happening. Right. And and there is a line where it goes over to bullying Mm -hmm. and right, you know, you have to be sensitive about it, but you don't want to blow it up. Explain that just because people aren't getting along, they're not getting bullied. Right. Like a bully is going to be severe in the point where they're targeting a specific child and they're doing the, a consistent behavior to them every single day to bring them down. There is a difference between just not getting along right. and fighting than to be bullying mm-hmm. someone. I hate that word sometimes because yeah. I'm like, a bully is way more aggressive in nature than just not getting along. Right. You know? And then girl drama. So this year in my eighth grade class, I, praise the Lord, only have 13 students, which is amazing. Yeah. Three of those students are girls. And the rest are boys. And I know that most teachers would say that boys are more difficult. Um, I have a really great class. Like, I haven't really experienced major behaviors out of anyone in eighth grade. They're getting more mature. I did Mm -hmm. have them last year in seventh grade. They're just growing more and more mature. Um, The girls, you know, they have, there's only three. So if they miss, if two of them miss, there's only one girl. (laughs) And so I always feel for that girl. And they have their little you know things girls do and then seventh grade same way girls girls have their issues with the i what i've noticed is it's way more secretive it's way more secretive in seventh and eighth grade oh there's no secrets in first grade (laughs) no there's no secrets in first grade but the the drama Mm -hmm. happens outside of class oh yeah and they're not bringing it to me so unless the parents bring it to me and let me know I don't know that it's going mm-hmm. on like I try my best to observe and I observe the best that I can um, and I just try to all the time talk about we don't do boyfriend and girlfriend in class I say guys you're the odds of you getting married to the person that you have a crush on in seventh and eighth grade is just like your odds of getting into the NBA. <laughs> and they, they hate that. Like, I've broken their hearts. Like, I can't believe you told me I'm not going to the NBA. And I'm like, but guys, that's how these, these relationships are. It's better to build bridges than to get in a relationship and tear them down because you're you're in a small private school. You're, when you take all those bridges away, when you burn all of them mm-hmm. down, you have nothing left. And so, especially in this environment, you have to work on building those bridges mm-hmm. and not tearing them down. Stop saying that this person likes this person. In my class, when you walk in here, no, you don't. Right. It's ridiculous I'm to act like with that in first grade. Well, <laughs> yeah, I I deal with it with my kids writing not my both my boys, mm-hmm. but just one. <laughs> you can guess which yeah. one writing yeah. love letters, but actually, I said you wrote these because I was like, wow, your spelling's really good, and he was like, no, I have. Uh, my friend do it for me. <laughs> I'm like, wow, okay. Um, so that's the, the drama 
that we deal with a lot is the boyfriend and girlfriend thing. And if you're a student, I would just say, work on building relationships. Mm -hmm. The only thing that's gonna happen with a liking situation is that you're gonna like them and then you're gonna not like them and then everybody's gonna get mad and it just causes a lot of unnecessary drama and then you can't even look at that person anymore. You can't even talk to that person anymore. Which we all go through that and we understand. We're not so far removed, but not so far removed that I feel like we can't relate, but as adults now, it's our job to help them maneuver through that. Right, that's the truth, and I I tell them all the time, like, I had a crush on my husband. I met him when I was 11 years old, so Mm -hmm. close to the the age that they are, but I'm like, but we we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend. I watched him go through, like, five girlfriends, (laughs) and actually, he came to me, and he talked about his girlfriends all the time, and I'm like, I was his friend Mm -hmm. before I was ever his girlfriend, and by the time I was, I was a senior in high school before he ever gave me the time of day, (laughs) but I try to explain that. I'm like, guys, this is, this is not forever. This is just temporary, and it really does seem like by the time that they hit high school, their hormones spiked, and then they leveled out, and they are more chill, but really my, my note is to parents and just to tell them that this is temporary. Mm-hmm. They're going to get through it. And I'm promising you once they're over this, these middle school years, I really do. I don't know. You've raised, you've raised kids. So mm-hmm. would you feel like by the time they reach high school, it mellows out some? Yeah. As far as the effect on them, mm-hmm. I feel like it mellows out on them. And you know, you just settle into who your good friends are and who you can right. trust. Yeah. And the other ones you're not mean to. You just Right, you're just kind right. to everyone. Just mm-hmm. you don't have to run in their circle all right. the time. That's okay. Right. Um but just And there's be always kind. gonna be people, you know, there's always gonna be that person. I remember that person, I won't say their name, just in case, you know, they should ever listen. But when I was a little girl, there's always that person that Maybe you know, it was just unkind. Yeah. Or, or you, or even me. When I look back, I'm like, maybe they weren't unkind. I perceived them yeah, as unkind. That's, you know, perception is. I perceive them mm-hmm. in that way, and now that I'm older, I'm like, oh man, I hope no one ever judges me because I was right. probably the one that was perceived in that way. And I, looking back, I'm like, man, I, I have so much guilt because I was very outspoken. I was a very outspoken young lady, and with not, not a lot of direction. <laughs> And so I probably very easily hurt feelings. Uh, and so I try to remind kids, like, we all have different personalities. Yes. Take it with a grain of salt and move on. Let's right. move on and pray that we have a better day tomorrow. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and in first grade, mine is more towards um, helping teachers. Just, you know, get to know your students. Get to know the situations. Keep your eyes open. You know, be gentle but firm. Right. And just make sure that they know where you stand on what's telling and what's tattling and you've got to guide them we are in first grade and lower grades we are the one that are setting those limits so that when they get to middle school they know the difference right that's the truth do you have a quote for us today and it's 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 gonna be kind of funny a teacher's job is to take a bunch of live wires (laughs) and see that they are well grounded oh my gosh and that was by darwin d martin that is too good. Uh, that is perfectly relatable, yes. I think, to every grade. Yes. Well, we pray this episode leaves you feeling rested and energized and ready for your week. Until our next unpacking. If you like spending time with us every week, hit the follow button and please also leave us a review. 
You can also check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Backpack Chit Chat or email us at backpackchitchat at gmail.com.